Greetings, hello everyone, and welcome to the 63rd edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by PTA's number one fanboy, aka Fitzy, aka Liam. Hi. I normally do it in the other order, other way around, actually, mm. but yeah. Through, I, could, through I feel like I could see your gazes, like, judging my hosting. Like, what are you, do- what are you doing, Zach, you know? I feel like I can see that. I can see it in your eyes, no, Fitzy. It's a nice surprise. Oh, good, okay. And... Disney's number one hater, Jaden. Hi. I was so close to saying AKA, and then I because I do that second, and then I realised there was no there was no AKA. Unless you mm. want me to go, we can make it a thing. AKA Sir Trage. Remember that one? Uh, no, definitely not. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> do you want me to cut that out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. And this week, that movie is Gone Girl, which opened in the US on October 3rd, 2014. It was directed by David Fincher. His first appearance on the show? Yes. No, Meg. No? You're totally right. You're totally right. Never mind. Now, but he's a friend of the show now. So there you go. Um, It is a mystery drama. And the synopsis reads, with his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a man sees the spotlight turned on him when it's suspected that he may not be innocent. I normally jump to the person who hasn't seen it first, but I'm going to, I'll mix it up a bit. I want to know, Fitzy, on your rewatch, how do you feel about Gone Girl? I feel like you should go to Jane first because I think I might differ, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, All right. Well, I'll, I'll take your, I'll take your suggestion there. So Jaden, what did you think of Gone Girl? First time watching. Well, off the bat, I'll say I knew the twist of, you know, her staging uh, it. It's okay. such a popular movie that it's kind of impossible to not know because it's been spoofed or quoted or spoken about everywhere. So, you know, it's I knew that part of the story, but I wasn't expecting that part of the story to come in so early in the film. I thought that'd be like a last half hour type twist, but then it's like, you know, hour in. And then I, but I really like the way that they then toy around with it. No, I quite enjoyed it. it kind of, it's it's kind of got all the trappings of classic Fincher, but with a modern lens, you know. Um, I think it was long though, but you know, it's it's one of those cases again where it's 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 long, but you don't know what to cut. For me personally, it's like, and there's there's definitely moments where like my interest was waning. So I think there's definitely issues to be had. Mm, mm, I hear that. Well, I'll go. I'll go next then. I think the movie's great. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would on a rewatch. I was sort of not—I wouldn't say I was dreading watching it, but I was sort of like, "Yeah, I, I know this story. I know, I know it. So I know what happens." So I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know how much I can get out of this this time." But I was surprised. Thematically, the story sort of baffles me a little bit, to be honest, in a good way though. I, I'm I'm sort of a bit um, c- confounded by it, com- confounded, confused, com- compuzzled by it. Um, but it's cool. And I think there's something to sort of, I think there's, it does something in its exploration of marriage that, you know, maybe at some point in my life, I'll be able to unlock, you know, an understanding of, if that makes sense. Um, Because I think there's something else to it than other than, other than just spoilers, Amy is totally sadistic. Um, But even if I'm wrong about that, I mean, even if it is just on that level, the movie's still enjoyable as that as well. So I can't really complain. All right, Fitzy, hit us, scare mm. us. <laughs> no, I mean, it's pretty much just what you talked about there. I think 
the film is great on a technical level. The adventure, Rosamund Pike are all really fantastic, and the music is really, um, you know, thrilling. I think the mystery is thrilling. It's just there's so many themes and ideas and things this movie's trying to say that I have no idea what it's actually going for at the end. And especially in the last 20 minutes, I'm just, I have no idea what to make of the whole thing. And I kind of feel like this has a novel, which was, you know, adapted from a novel, I think. Maybe it would work more with, like, you know, interior, uh, like, space for all that, like, thought and just, I don't know, extra space to just kind of meld all these kind of themes together of, like, I don't know, like, perception, like, and the media and, like, marriage and um, all these different kind of things that I don't think, like... I don't know what the end message is of this film, and not like that. The film doesn't have to have an end message, but this it is feels the, like the kind of film that happen. is that is trying to have an end message. That is trying to like come together to tell you something. And like, I still don't know what to make of this after you know watching it twice and kind of I watch videos on it and trying to kind of think about it. I still am a bit confuzzled, as you said, Zach. So yeah, I feel that. So, oh, damn, I, I was gonna. I was so excited to ask you, Jaden. Like, did you think it was? Did you think it was him? Did you think you know? You, <laughs> did you think, fall for it? I, I think even even had I not known that, I don't think I would have because I think like like the first the opening like it it is staged to a degree that I think even the audience can recognize. You know, one flip table, and then it, it's and I, I I never once thought that it was him. I mean, I, I mean, like it's impossible for me to think that like, because of my background knowledge, but I, I, I don't think I would have thought it was him, you know. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, to your point, they they reveal that what what is actually happening very early in the movie, like even earlier than I remembered, and I sort of I knew there was a lot after that still, mm. um, and that surprised me. I don't know if I like that. But because the first time I watched it, and yeah, actually, it pro- maybe it benefited this watching more than the first. But first time I watched it, I had no idea. I had no idea what was happening, and I think the movie does quite a good job at you know leaving enough hints either which way, um, especially through obviously the the framing of Amy's diary, um, and some of the the in- the insights that you get through that, uh, which of course ends up being totally bullshit, or at least. You'd assume all, all the later shit she wrote was was you know buried in like layers of lies. I saw, but could it not all be? No, because she said that she had to start off with the truth to make it believable. Ah, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 right. And I guess there's no point to like lie about like element shit. I guess that's fair. Yeah, but so that is a framing device. Like first time I watched it, like I I have no real reason presentation wise to distrust that. You know, like when he. Um, you know, he pushes her and he seems to sort of have a bit of a, he's presented as or how, you know, I guess how he, how she sees him, I don't know, like lazy and shit and not that that makes you a murderer. He's a gay man, dude. <laughs> dude, no, no, I'm not going to lie. Like he, Hey, I'm taking the Fox news route. He was playing college. I'm like, dude, he did it. He freaking it did it. Three. There you go. He did it. He was playing the FPS. Oh my god! You called me out. You called me out on the game. I don't like that, Jack. No, I don't um, know that because I, I I saw it somewhere else. <laughs> I thought it was close. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's all right. 
But and, and I actually think one of the most enjoyable things about not to jump into the performances too quick, but one of the most enjoyable parts of that first act where you don't know what's happening is trying to read into Ben Affleck's performance because he because Nick acts weird, you know, like he's he mm. doesn't seem that bothered by it, like really, you know, he mm. uh, he sort of. The police are all think he are suspicious that he's putting on an act, um. And as the as the audience member, I'm sort of in that boat too a little bit at first. Like there's that moment when he um, and, and this actually interestingly plays into the whole media idea. Like obviously, you know, when the the woman takes the selfie with him and he's smiling and shit, like all that kind of shit. But there's that uh, moment I really like when he walks into the um, I think the first day at the the community town place where they're all going to help look for Amy and shit. And he goes and walks over and, like, helps the old man with his donuts. And it's like, what, that is the most suspicious thing ever to me. It's like, what you just want to, it's like the detective said, you just want to look nice. You just want to look like you're a great guy. But I guess that was genuine. Like he, 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 he comments on yeah. that, though, because, like, someone, someone asked, like, you know, why are you smiling in these pictures and why are you acting like this when you should, you should be distressed? And he goes, that's the way that his mum taught him to, you know, always be a gentleman or some shit. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, like, the perception. So, like, like that's, yeah. So, like, that's what of... he's just trying to do. He's just trying to live like that. And I guess that's mm. kind of what... Exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's what's interesting about it is that, you know, given the nature of the thriller of, like, what's going on, like, we're sort of reading into all that. And I think Ben Affleck's really good in those moments of just sort of being confused. And, like, him at the press conference when he sort of just sort of mumbles everything and he sort of looks like he doesn't give a shit. But, well, it's actually like, I think it's when, the, I think the lawyer says this, it's like, um, you know, anyone in this situation, it's the most abnormal situation ever that you can't expect anyone to behave how you think they will if your wife mm. actually goes missing. You know what I mean? So I guess it, I guess that's just it. I guess it's just, that's just the reality of it. He's just sort of, he doesn't know how to behave and he just sort of behaves weirdly to us of how we'd perceive you know, someone who's genuinely their wife at missing. Because he never seems, he never cries. He never seems that distraught. Um, I mean, he also wanted a divorce and it was like, yeah, stop loving her. Yeah. Like, he also I just couldn't get yeah. two shits about it. <laughs> yeah, I do think she doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, in, in the, the first, first act, act that's, that's like motive yeah, for like, right. oh, dude, he, he might have yeah. done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of the, obviously is the, the full picture reveals itself pretty quick. But mm. yeah, man, I, I, I liked all that stuff. He didn't push her, I presume. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I believe... This is the interesting thing about the movie. I, I believe that, the push. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Would really. you? Yeah. Interesting. interesting. I thought that so, was real. I okay. So, I, I didn't. Um, I like this. <laughs> Just because she... I, in the, I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. In the moment where she, like, reveals her motives, like, there's that extended scene where she's monologuing it and she's like telling everyone why she thinks her husband's terrible and stuff. I don't believe she ever actually mentions because like she was genuinely afraid of him physically. She mentions that he's lazy. She mentions that, um, that she sucks. Like, you know, he uses her for all the assets and money, um, that she's cheating, that he's cheating on on her rather. Um, she does in- say that he's, she's afraid of him. Like the whole, you that- know, the she's afraid he might kill him. That was a line in the diary. No, but that was like part of her that, fake that, That's bullshit, though, in the diary. Oh, know? okay, okay. 
So I, yeah, but I could. I, I, it might also be in that monologue. I don't remember, but I don't. I, I think it stood out to me that she didn't actually say that when she was being genuine. And right, of right. course, in in the police interview, he strongly asserts he never pushed her. But no, he says that he didn't. Because the the question is, did you push her? And he says he didn't hit her. And that's the thing, because a push isn't a hit, but he could have. So he could have pushed her, not not hit her. Did they not? Did they not clarify? Like, did she not ask again? Did you push no, her? No, because absolutely the, not. The lawyer says, the lawyer says something to him, but then they just kind of move on. Oh, and, okay. And like, and like because okay. it because because it wasn't kind of anything. That I, I thought. I, 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 mm. I, I, mm. But that's interesting, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I sort of, and I mean, there's also even if like you want to assume like he was directly saying I didn't push her, like even then he obviously. Uh, is not averse to lying, you know, mm. considering he cheated on his wife. So right. it's not like it's still very much in the realm of possibility either way. I'm not like r- making the case. I I did interpret it as he didn't, but that's yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Well, um, I think if he did, that's not as you were saying. That's not a reason why she um why she wanted to do all this. Why she wanted to leave. I think. I mean, after it's revealed that she has, you know, she's alive and she's done all this herself, the big question is, why has she done this? And it's kind of like, you know, he, she, she thinks she's put on a whole performance for him and changed her whole personality to suit him. And she was just kind of replaced with this um, girl who's done the same uh, thing. So... I don't think the reason was that she was actually like afraid of him or anything like that. It's more, it was, it was a revenge thing. Like she, you know, wanted to get back at him for what she thinks she, she thought he kind of ruined her, wasted her time, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I guess that is because what she does to be clear is like one of the most hateful things I can conceive, to be honest. Like, like setting, killing mm. yourself. Well, she was going to kill herself. Um, coming up with the scheme, planning to kill yourself to get your husband on death row for, to be frank, nothing he did that was nearly deserving of that. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's insane. And so I was, I mean, that, that's what it is, right? It is just, it is just this revenge, messed up thing. But I was going to ask, like, Jane, like, I don't know, what, like, what do you think makes her tick? I don't know. It's, it's other I, than I, that justification. I was just going to say, I had such a fun time trying to figure out who I should be rooting for. Because, like, you obviously <laughs> yeah. don't want to root for, like, the sadistic, you know, trying to be killer or whatever. But you also don't want to go for the athlete because he's not that great of a guy. And, like, you, you just kind of presented with this flurry of, like, you know, kind of shit kind of characters. I mean, Margaret is, like, kind of the only, like, good, like, you know, morally good character. But even then, she's willing to lie for Ben. So I mean, uh, Affleck. So I mean, like, but like, it, 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 I had, I had a fun time, like, flipping between the two and be like, oh no, no, she's okay. But then, no, actually, no, she's crazy. Psycho mm-hmm. girl, so, yeah. I don't, I don't even think that Ben is that. I mean, what's, he's character, what's his character's name? Nick. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even think Nick is that bad. He's he not just, that bad. He just, a, but... he just has weaknesses, you know. He's just a guy, really. Weaknesses. I mean, uh, <laughs> that, that's such a. It's such a broy way of putting oh, it. Yeah, and, like, he's, so. he's, it, he's, it is, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, I, I he's, not, he's not evil, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he, he's not. Yeah, no, he's not evil. Like, yeah, no, but like, um, 
He's not easy to root for either. He's an ass hat, but he's not evil. Yeah. 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 On the other hand, she is the opposite of that, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, I mean, so, I, I, so, honestly, like, part of this, the experience of this film for me is, like, just trying to get in the heads, which is ironic considering it's the, I love the mirroring um, opening and closing shots of the film. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That has Ben Affleck. Like, the, the starting of it, when, when he says, like, I wish I could split your head open and understand what you're thinking or something to, in that vein. Like, that sounds like... It's so dude, intentionally, like, you know... Yeah, a red herring, sinister, clearly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when you get to the end of it, I'm, like, saying the exact same thing. I'm like, dude, I want to understand what the hell makes this woman tick. I don't understand. <laughs> that's exactly well, what I'm thinking. I guess she, as you were saying, like, he's he's an arsehat, not evil, but, like, she put all the effort in is the idea, and he didn't reciprocate. In the relationship, so mm. I think that's the main. That's the main thing, I guess. Yeah, and that's like a totally messed up scale of justification versus action, but yeah, but like she, so she does that. But so then my thing is right. That that's that's why she she sets up the whole scheme and plans to kill herself. Do you do you guys think there's a there's a point? that she's trying to make about marriage or about Nick or about anything by blackmailing him to stay with her. Uh, and the you other know? thing is, the other thing is he, it's, it's implied that he actually wants to be with her at the end. Because when, is it? yeah. Yeah. Because like when he goes back to his sister and his sister's like, you know, she's like crying, she's bowling. She's like, why would you want to go with her? Why? She's like manipulating the situation. Why would you want to do this? And he, she asks him, like, you don't want to be with him, uh, with her, right? And he, like, he's like, kind of silent and kind of smiling, or like, he like non, you know, his face is not. He's basically saying yes, you know, right. which is like, I guess the the point is in the end, you know, they have this image of you know a relationship, you know. The film's so oddly romantic. It's so weird in how it presents it, but it's great. I did not get this at all from you the didn't, movie. You didn't get no. romance? No? Dude, no, um, I, I got... I, I, want, I want you to talk about all about this, Jane, because I, I just want to say, like, I totally, both times, weirdly, maybe it's one of those things where, like, because you have your interpretation from the first time, you sort of just, without thinking too much about it, you sort of just keep the same thing. But... I just took this as a tragic ending for Ben Affleck. Like he's now stuck in this situation forever. You know, that's how I, that's how I took it the first time. But I think more and more as the film went on, uh, you, you got the, I, I got the feeling that they were made for each other. I mean, obviously she's, wow. she's, she's, she's fucked up crazy on another, on another, on another level. You know, she killed a guy, but you, there's still, I, I, I still feel like, you know, there's, there's the, the lines being drawn enough that you can be like, oh yeah, no, they're, they're definitely perfect for each other. And you know, I think the comp like what the the scene that Liam was talking about, about you know him at his sister's house, and you know she, I think that's confirmation of that idea. Yeah, like I think like initially when she comes back, he's like, "What are you doing? You think he he genuinely wants to leave? He's like, you know, why would I? Why would I? You know, stay in this situation? Um, but then I feel like he likes her manipulating him." Kind of, I think 
I think that's why it's, that's why it's oddly romantic because like you, usually in like in the romance films you're, you're marrying them for themselves but in this in this film they make such a point of you marry them for the image they put on and then she's yeah, like yeah, and, yeah. and then you know they both stop loving each other because they stop putting on that image and then throughout the case of these events cause of these, you know, throughout the duration of these events they put these images on again and they fall back in love with, with those images yeah because when he's when he's giving the interview and she's watching him on the um, yeah TV she's like she's shocked that he's putting in the effort to you know, right. be this good husband. And even if he doesn't believe it himself, because when she gets back to the house, he's like, oh, you know, I was just putting on this. You know, I was just saying what you want to hear is what he says. And then she was like, yeah, but that's all she wants, you know. So, that's so yeah. weird. I've never thought, I never didn't think about that at all. But like, isn't, doesn't she recognize that he's just doing that to save his own ass? Yeah, well, that's that's what the yeah, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it, that's part of the act. It's part of all the manipulation what, from yeah. from both of them. You know, they're, it's they're like both that's what they both want. They want they want the other to just put on the act, even if they don't believe it. And the relationship, oh, right. the relationship is the act. An act you know, yeah. yeah, right. So it's oh, okay, okay. Hang on, this is this is good. So it's like, so it's this idea that like marriage itself is this weird act that we all sort of buy into or whatever. For our own, you know what I mean? Is, it, is this an yeah. idea that it's going with? You know, actually thinking about this and like saying it that way, it kind of makes me like the movie. Like, I think it's more, I think that is the point, actually. I think it's more clear now. Uh, like, you know, yeah. like that. Mm. Wow, I can't believe I, you guys just made me understand the level three times, the, the movie three times deeper than I did like five minutes ago. This is great. So, does that, I don't know, does that sort of play into what I, a point I was confused about in the film and I sort of was, I don't know if it was a criticism. I, just, I was sort of like, what? I was sort of baffled by it. It's why she chose not to kill herself. She diverts from that plan and instead orchestrates this whole Neil Patrick Harris thing to kill this dude so she can get back yeah. to Ben Affleck. Well, is is, this, she is was, that part of that? I think she was going to, but then, again, when she saw the TV interview, no, it was, the it was face before, the, like it shocked, was before yeah. the TV interview that because like she chose to not kill herself at the caravan park. Yeah, that's right. She takes it off was... the calendar, right? And so like, does she delay the... it though? I thought she just delays it. I don't know. No, I think she just takes it. And like, I was because I, I think it's she got a sense of living. I, 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 I didn't quite understand why she took it off either. But then again, it, it felt like a flawed part of the plan. Like there, there was no need for her to do that in the first place. So maybe, I don't know. You know, that's a good point too. That's a she good could point. have just run away forever, you know. I mean, like she had, she had the money to live off, and then right. Yeah. But she is a psychopath. Like she, um, mm. you know, she had that. She like falsely accused a guy of like assault. I'm pretty sure there was like that yeah. that guy in the bar. Yeah, and mm. she's obviously doing all this, so she's like, you know, she's going full mile. I got yeah. so excited when like you know Patrick Harris and her like you know like like when they like when they were sharing scenes and I was like. Because it was so obvious, like he was trying to manipulate her as well, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Who, who's, who's going to be the better manipulator in the scene? You know, it's like who's going to? He's like trying to control her. Yeah, who's going to break out their trap card and turn it sideways and open the gates to hell or whatever Yu Gi Oh does? And I was like, this is <laughs> this is fifth tier mind games here. Yeah, the whole thing at the caravan park did. I didn't love that part of the movie. It's probably my least favorite part of the movie. I don't. It sort of confuses me a little bit, actually. I mean, is there maybe? Maybe there's something there. Is there? She she turns up there. She's just hiding out there for a period of time. That's the intention. Um, 
she gets her money stolen by these two these two people these these hobos out there um is was that meant to be some sort of link to why she chooses not to kill herself i didn't really get i didn't understand like what the significance of her losing her money because i don't know i feel like they spent, the movie spends enough time there for it to sort of play some significance in what she goes through i don't really get why that drives her to the end or anything i don't know did you guys think anything of it not really but um there is at that point i mean there is stuff about you know like she like the guy um like it's her plan to steal the money, the woman's plan, and Rosamund Pike is like to do. Um, Amy's like oh. to the girl. She's like, I don't know. There's something there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm, I. I. Yeah. Right. I. I didn't. Uh, yeah. That uh, is quite deliberate, actually. But I don't know what it is either. There was that moment I quite liked, actually, which, um, I mean, there's not much to read into, really, but when she was watching the, the, the TV with that, that other girl and she like the other girl didn't see Amy as like the victim exactly. And she got all pissed at that and spat in a drink. I thought that was like a cool, like, I don't know, like messed up psycho sort of moment. It's like, well, you don't see me as the victim here, <laughs> you know? Hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like a psychopath would sort of see it, have that mindset. It's weird. All right, well, anyway, we sort of, I mean, we talked about it sort of plenty, but I mean, like, Rosamund Pike, like, you know, give her all the awards, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's scared the shit out of me. She's a creep, you know? She's a creep. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't quite like her accent. I mean, like, it kind of felt unidentified, you know? It kind of felt, I mean, I mean you know, like, we, we talk about accents quite, you do talk about accents quite a bit on the show. Yes, yes. But I mean, like, I, I, thought, I thought I'd bring it up, because, like, I kind of felt like you had hints of the British coming through, but I thought maybe that's because she's from posh Finley, you know, she's taught to speak proper. But then, like, even in talking about, like, identifying a regional accent, you know, we're told she's, you know, born and bred in New York, but there's never... I didn't feel like there was that kind of inflection that you typically hear. No, then again, you know, I'm just basing this on stereotypes that I've seen in film, so maybe they don't speak like that. But, you know, it's like... Yeah, no. I mean, in terms of no, accent, I, I, she kind of felt yeah. misplaced. I, I hear that. I, I'll, I'll give her credit. I had no idea she was British. So I mean, at the end of the day, I think if you if I'm judging if an accent's good, I think I think I can't really fault her if I if I thought that. Um, but I I hear that's a good point actually. Like it it does seem like an accent that's just American, you know. It doesn't <laughs> feel like it's anything more specific than that. Especially yeah, when they come from New York, that's a good point. She's just she's I don't know. She's great. She totally surprised me because I've only ever seen her in like smaller films, and seeing her like lead this movie totally. Totally surprised me when she's like, especially towards the end and stuff. Like when she's like serving crepes in the morning. Like what would that was like? You know, that's such a small little thing. I was like, that's such a small moment, but I'm like, Did she, you you creep me out. Oh, actually, better the moment when she um when when the first night they they're back in their house together, and she's like. Like she entices Ben Affleck to come and sleep in the bed next to her. She's like, "Oh, you come and sleep sleep here," or she say, "Oh, yeah, we can have a baby if you want." Like, come and sit here. I'm like, <laughs> walk backwards slowly, <laughs> you know. And I, I love that Ben Affleck then went in. Oh, Nick, sorry, then went in like locked himself in a room in the house. That's exactly what I would do. I'm not. I'm not messing with this. And that's even more the the level of confinement he's in at that point. Um. Because he can't, he can't leave. The media's outside his house, you know. Yeah, but that's still like it is initially. He's like, yeah, 
he comes to like it, I think. Her being back and the image of a relationship and all that. Do you think part of that is, I don't know, like the, does the media play part in that? Does he like the attention? Like, is that, is that part of the interpretation you have? No, I, I, I think he hates the media to, to the nth okay. degree. I, I think he really hates it all. I think the, it's not the attention, I think it's like, it's the perception of others. And I think the media is in, included in that. Like he wants a good perception and a good, you know, a perception of a good marriage. It's like, you know, they're reunited and then like they do the interview. So I don't know. He just wants like people to think everything's, everything's okay. You know, it's all good. We're like this nice couple now. I'm having a baby. Right. I think. I don't know. Well, that's sort like, of, yeah, they're both putting on that act together, you know? Yeah. 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 When they did the tests for her pregnancy, I mean, like, she is a, she is some other woman's pee to prove that she was pregnant, but, I mean, like, surely they'd be able to identify that it wasn't her pee, right? I mean, like. Mm, I don't know. Does, 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 I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, do they just, like. Do they just identify, oh, it's any P that is, and the P is in the well, case? Well, don't yeah. people use P for, like, like some people pay money, if they're on, like, drug tests, they oh, pay actually, money, no, yeah, money out right. to other people yeah. to, like, it's a great pay point. for them. Yeah, it's a great right. point. So I guess, I guess it can't distinguish. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but fair. I think she's actually getting pregnant by the end, isn't she? At the end, she is, but like throughout yeah. the entire like murder case thing, she she yeah, was yeah. pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, now I interpreted that as being Neil Patrick Harris's baby. Am I totally wrong? No, I think it, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Okay. Because oh, yeah, that's the way I I saw it. Because I believe, like, he, still keeping consistent with the idea that Ben Affleck's all like is sort of weirdly likes this by the end. The moment I think when they're in their um they're in their dressing room, in their cupboard there, and he chokes her, I think he's very much um, aggressive at that point, genuinely, and that's when she reveals that she's she's pregnant, you know. And that's, he he says, you know, I haven't touched you in the five weeks you've been here or whatever. And right. then like even like I'm pretty like, I'm pretty sure his sister says um. I'm pretty sure she's like it's not it, what if it's not yours or whatever, and he's like it is mine. But I, like I think he knows it's not his, but I think he he he, he wants it to be his. So he's like, it is mine. Yeah, that God, it is now. Right. You know? Perception. Yeah. 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 That's messed up, dude. Shout out to the shout out to the screenplay in general. I noticed that it was the the author of the book wrote the the screenplay too. Yeah, yeah she sure. does a great job adapting screenplays from books, <laughs> unlike other people. Like unlike other authors, or do you mean just JK? Oh, mm-hmm. right. Well, I mean, J.K. It wasn't adapting books in those. I mean, books. she was. She, I mean, Fantastic Beasts. You know, it's it's a book. She adapted it, but I mean, like, it's just no. Those, no. those stories aren't books, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, fair. But but I don't want to I don't want to do that to you necessarily because if if the point you're trying to make is J.K. can't really write a screenplay, then I'm oh, no, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm agreeing with you. That was more the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to nitpick that one, um, but. I think there's something a real understanding of the source material. Again, I haven't read the book, so I'm not like I'm not saying I understand the book, but you can sort of feel that. Like the, the person writing the script has an understanding exactly of like who the characters are. The dialogue's really witty, and it often 
it does sort of feel like um, it's dialogue out of like a novelist's dialogue sometimes, you know what I mean? Like some of the humor, I think the movie's pretty damn funny um, mm. at times, um, especially with yeah. some of the police characters, like that det- that side detective guy. I thought he was pretty good. I thought Nick was guilty the whole time. Um, and that was never annoying either. That was like, he, he, he was good. Um, I love how the, um, at the end, like the lawyer's like, you know, oh, you're stuck with her, just don't piss her off, you know? And like, I love how like, yeah. you know, kind of like nonchalant as it was about his situation like he just laughed like when he first told him about like, you know. <laughs> yeah oh i love that lawyer character he's great i thought he was terrific when um yeah yeah he's just like um like when ben, ben affleck tells him the whole story and he's just like yeah i believe you it's just the most messed up shit i've ever heard i i can't believe it. yeah good on him for believing him but jesus so yeah yeah no I, yeah no the script's really good i agree with that and even the way like i think it's not something I typically associate with with Fincher um, and his direction, but I think he he was quite in tune with the script. I'd imagine here because the way he directs the scenes and the way the scenes are edited, like the dialogue's really, you know, that sometimes like movies, like especially dramas, can sometimes do that thing. I don't know if I'm going to explain this well, where it's like there's there's a bit of there's room to breathe between lines between characters. Like someone will say something, and then there's like sometimes. In certain movies, like it sort of feels like there's a too much of a pause between the, when the next person says something, and it sort of doesn't feel like anyone would really have a conversation like that, you know. Yeah. I feel like that can that can sometimes I, I be a thing. Saying. Yeah, um, I think this movie does a great job at avoiding that for such like for such a, a drama th- thriller sort of thing, and I think it comes down to Finch's direction of the actors as well. And there are a few times when I could totally tell that like. A, a take um uh a take of a scene and another shot of it will like cut together closer to make the dialogue flow better like there was like you know when you know you switch from one ang- camera angle to another it's mm. like just a, it's an edit cut and i could tell like the, it, it sort of crammed it a bit but it worked um because it makes the dialogue flow a lot better so i appreciate you for doing that david fincher but outside of that very tiny thing I mean, just looking at Finch's direction in general. I mean, it's it's just great, isn't it? It's just great. He has this. I don't know. It, it's almost this. Um, I mean, it is it is perceivable because it's it's there visually, but it, he has this set, this way of creating the sense of like coldness to the whole thing. That's sort of how I felt anyway. Like he's dep- all the shots of the town and nice and stuff. It's just I feel sort of cold watching the movie. You know, mm. that's sort of. The, mist, the feeling, yeah. yeah, right, right, and that's sort of the feeling it imparts on me. And I think, I think he he nailed that stuff. It's so good. Oh yeah. So I got some, I got some trivia for you here. Right? Speaking of Mister Fincher, when it comes to casting roles, David Fincher typically goes on the internet to look through pictures of actors to help him find the right type of actor for a role, which I thought was interesting by itself. But when casting the role of Nick Dunn, Fincher spotted photos of Ben Affleck. I noticed a particular smile Affleck had on dozens of pictures, and according to him, it captured a particular emotion that he, he w- sort of wanted in Nick. I thought that was interesting because it's like I can sort of see what he's talking about when, like, all the, the stuff in the first hour when Nick's sort of standing there, like at the press conference, for example, and he's sort of smiling, but it's sort of weird. You sort of get this sense of like, I don't know what this guy's feeling exactly. I sort of, yeah. it's, it's not have to watch the movie, but I. 
I get what he's talking about. It's cool. You know, he um he smiles the way that Tom Cruise laughs. You know, like how like yeah. um, you know, like how like um, I think I think I, th- I think I think Bale is 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 Christian Bale the one from American Psycho? I think he was talking about like how he based his uh, character on like Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. interviews because like in the interviews like he, he'd laugh but he'd have like these dead eyes and like you know like you know like that that laugh with the dead eyes is kind of like how you know it, it's you, you know you know that's yeah that's hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny. I did. I feel like I feel like it's a bit different though. I feel like the smile in this movie with Affleck like, is like this cheeky kind of thing. Oh no! Like like it's it, it's different in what it conveys, but it, it it's it's the, it's the way that like like the teeth, like the um no no I'm, I'm not, um it's 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 not that they convey the same thing at all. It's it's, it's just that it's these identifiable things that like people used to oh, cast yeah. or like you know direct off. Mm. Hmm. And they both sort of feel a bit, bit authentic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Actually, it's sort of probably more related to the script. I don't know. I, I really liked all the characters in the movie. I liked the lawyer. I mean, Margot's cool. I really liked the detective as well. I like how they're all buddies at the end. That was cool. I like because like she's obviously spends the whole time sort of on Ben Affleck's case. And then at the end when they're all just sitting around the, the bar and they're all on the same page exactly and she fully believes him, I'm like, and they're all just, I don't know, they're all really likable and I just put it down to the, again, to the to the script here. Do you guys have a, do you guys have a favourite character at all? And why is it, and why is it the lawyer? Or do you like the TV interviewer chick, the host? She's, she's so horrible. I, she's, oh, yeah. She's oh, yeah. the worst. Absolutely. I, God, like, like nothing reinforces your hate for journalism and like mass media <laughs> than movies do. Like they, they, they have they have such a brilliant way of making them seem like such a nuisance and like, just such a shit show. And like you know, yep, you're not wrong. It's like watching a current affair put on film, you know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, and actually, another thing I thought was interesting, I only spotted this time. Um. Do you guys read into at all the film, like, choosing to consistently, I would say, bring up this idea of, like, the homeless and crime rate in the town? I only picked up on this this time, and I thought it was really weird, actually. Like, the movie multiple times sort of goes out of its way to highlight the fact that, like, Ben Affleck makes a makes a comment like, oh, so what are you wasting your time on me for? Have you seen the homeless, you know, the homeless issue in this place? And there's multiple transitional shots between scenes where, like, just randomly people getting arrested on the street, like, very briefly. And, of course, the most significant one is when they go to the abandoned mall um, to progress the plot and find where Amy bought the gun, which, of course, makes sense that you should do that at a place like that. But you see... You know, the choice of having everyone in there also homeless camp down in the shopping mall as that happens is very deliberate. I don't I don't know exactly what the what the idea of that is. Maybe if it's just something present in the book. Um I thought it, I thought it was interesting. I know. Did you guys have that observation? Did you think anything of it? Mm, no, not really. Um there is this one interaction in the um police station. No, yeah, the other one that you were talking about, I mean, where he's like, um, you know, what about the homeless problem? And he's like, and the detective guy is like, oh, yeah, that's something we're looking into, you know. Yeah, like, right. He doesn't care, you know. But 
I don't know what to make of that, I guess. That's just a little one one interaction. The only thing I could think of is that it could play into... It, I don't think it's like the point of the movie or anything. I think it's just a weird little side inclusion. I think um, it, it might play into the, the, the commentary on media sort of and how media spotlights, you know, all these larger, I don't know, dr- dramas or issues, you know, concerning something like Amy Amy's disappearance and and her return and covering it like crazy right. and staying at the front of their house and ignoring the real issues in the town, you know. Right, I think yeah, that's like, sort of the only thing I could think of and that would make sense, I guess. Like there's this one person, yeah. And the the whole media storm happens really quickly as well, like within yeah. 20, 24 hours and the police. So I mean, like, they even stay there for weeks afterwards when it's done. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's how much attention they give to it, yeah. And, I mean, you could say the same for the police too, like, not not weeks afterwards for that, but it, exactly like you said, if you see that comment that Detective made is obviously very uh, snide. So, yeah. Well, the police are yeah, police are investigating the next morning as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's interesting. I just picked up on that. I definitely, definitely did not notice that at all the first time. Uh, what I will give you is some uh, some trivia here, David Fincher. David Fincher's musical brief uh, to the composers was based upon a visit he paid to a spa wherein the music meant to relax him, he perceived as creepy and made him feel uncomfortable. This made this gave him the idea to set the music as though it is passive and relaxing but actually instills a sense of dread. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. They really mastered that. I, I love like the, the, the demented sounds that they conjured up. It was... Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I love the score too, and it really comes to a head when um when she slashes Neil Patrick Harris's throat and it just goes, mm. they just go all in on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're not trying to be subtle now in this moment. That was oh, that was dark, dude. She just got herself caked in blood. You know, I don't know if personally, I get, I get, I guess the blood does like help the act when when she's found. But I was like, I don't know if I'd, I think I would have wait, well, waited a second, you know, and not caked myself in blood like that because that's that's really horrible but i mean she's messed up so maybe she enjoyed that i don't know just the thing in the in the trivia about like uh, i'm not sure if she was just exaggerating when she said it but like like she said like that in that scene at the end where like ben affleck slams, slams her into the wall they had to do like 18 takes or something like that and like she like that that, that to eventually stop because she like oh like she was at risk of concussion or some shit because it was just that rough oh jesus really yeah oh i didn't see that damn Oh, yeah, that's what I think. That's one situation where Finch's uh, yeah, multiple takes on, like on, a... on all these takes probably isn't ideal. Yeah, mm. <laughs> do it again, do it again. <laughs> harder, oh my yeah. god, no, no, no. yeah, harder, faster, more intense. Yeah. Yeah. Pick her up next time, and just probably like shove her a bit. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus. I mean, Finch just sort of did go on a bit of a drought. Of films. Oh, I guess. Oh, I mean, no, no, there was Mindhunter is the main thing because I know he was sort of pumping out a film every two years or so for a bit and then he went from all the way from Gone Girl to Mank um, a significant oh, period yeah. of time. But he did direct seven episodes of Mindhunter in between. So that's that's quite a... Quite yeah, he also produced For Love, Death and Robots as well. So right. he had that going on. And okay. he does... Didn't he have another like small input on another TV project i think we did like one oh he, he he directed he directed uh he was involved in house of cards 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. yeah, he was really big uh, involved in that. Yeah. 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 yeah so we should have to busy. That whole House of Cards thing, dude, like not to get on a tangent, but like I, I've that show was meant to be so good for so long that I really want to watch it. But it's like, do it who wants to watch a show that like everyone says ends horribly? Like, you know, I don't wanna you know I've seen most of it. I think it's still worth the, but the once feeling. they get rid of Spacey, isn't that like when the problems start? Yeah, well, yeah. The last season is not. Apparently, yeah, the last season um, it was bad because Spacey just up and left. So, well, he, he didn't leave. Yeah. He didn't eat it. He went up and left. Yeah. But my question is is it, is it still worth watching despite that? Because I find it hard to commit my time to something that ends terribly, you know? Right. Um, I, I still think it is. Like, it's just, yeah. Okay. I think Fincher was heavily involved in it. Like, it's very Fincher. Yeah. He only directed um, episodes in season one. I know. Okay. But, he, but he, it, I think he just stayed feels, on as producing. I don't know. Right. Feels like him. It feels closer to this movie, closest to this movie, actually, in terms of, like, the modern feel and everything. So. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, this bringing this up only makes me sad that Mindhunter's done, Jaden. I mean, indefinite pause. Indefinite pause, aka done. <laughs> there's always hope. Hope, hope always, always lives. There's always hope that someone on TikTok is going to make it blow up, and then they're going to research it because that's how movies have been doing lately. Wait, what? Wait, really? What do you mean? Like, you, like for example, you know that movie you watched this week, uh, Unbelievable. The reason yeah. that the reason like that made into the TikTok to- into the Netflix top ten. Is because like some people on TikTok were like uh, were, like uploading clips from the from the movie and like it kind of blew up from there. Wait, sorry, are you talking about the movie I watched? Yes. Oh, be- believe me. Oh, oh, believe me. Yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry, no, no, no. I just sorry. wanted to make sure we're talking about the right movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cool. That one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, and like it's so, like you know uh, if someone starts posting mind on the clips, maybe uh. That's so funny. Yeah, dude. All right, we gotta maybe we can orchestrate this. We can get this off here. <laughs> I we can, we can bring TikTok. back Mindhunter yeah. ourselves. We can do that. We have the power. That's way too much power to put into TikTokers' hands, you know. Mm. I don't deserve that kind of ability. <laughs> I, don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, I think, I think I'm done. Shout out to Ben Affleck's cat. I showed that cat a lot. Loved oh, him. Yeah. Great, great, great nice, cat. Like good cat, yeah. <laughs> it's a good boy or girl. Mm. I love how he, um, how he had the cat when he locked himself in the room. <laughs> that was company. great. That was great. Yeah. yeah. You wanted the cat to be safe. Yeah. I felt the oh, comfort yeah. there. Yeah. And he Dude, I, could, I could totally see Amy killing the cat to get to Ben Affleck. Jesus Christ. Maybe that's in the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But, dude, they, they bring up the cat, like, genuinely quite a bit. Like, when, when they – there's a mm. few times they go, like, I'll oh, make sure you feed the cat. I'm like, yes, mm. thank you. This is this is like I wrote the movie, you know. <laughs> that's, thing, that's shit I would insert. It seems like a very book thing that made it through to the movie, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. It does seem like that. Oh, I can throw out there that uh, the bar restaurant is really there. It's a real place that it's exactly where it is in the film in Missouri. So, yeah, go. I might go and uh, might fly over and go and check that out soon, you know? It's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, probably. It's a bit of a shit name. I stand by that. I said in the movie, it's true. Um, all right, Jaden Gorngell, final verdict. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting case where like I have a lot of fun discussing it and I have a lot of fun with the characters, but like 
it's like I said at the start, like my interest is just like in the movie just faltered at like multiple parts and it's uh, like I think it keeps it at an eight. Although like uh, I think I might talk about it more as a nine, but I think it's an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it with an eight too. Uh, I think it's a really great movie. I recommend everyone watch it. Um, we didn't actually really talk about like we. It is a bit long, right? Like a little yeah. bit. Like, I, I think that mainly, honestly, I think it's well paced. It's not a huge hang up for me at all. But I think maybe for me that sort of falls into when she's at the caravan park. I feel like we're sort of spinning our wheels a little bit there. Um, mm. But that's a nitpick. I think it's really great, and I really this conversation might be. You know, like top five conversations in terms of how much it expands my knowledge of the movie. I didn't, I did not think about some of those thematic ideas, and I, th- I, th- I feel like we sort of collectively understand the movie a bit better, which is mm, cool. yeah. Um, but anyway, Fitzy. Yeah, um, as you as you were saying, the conversation kind of clarified, I guess, what the movie is really going for for me. So I actually like it a lot more now. So. Um, Still not going to rating though. Um, I guess it would be eight or nine, yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh! Do you not want to give a rating? I don't mind giving ratings. I'm just not giving ratings. You know. You see, so you don't give you said eight or nine. You don't give me an exact rating. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what, what, why don't you while you figure this out? While you figure this out, why don't we bring back a, an altered version of the of the Fitzy criteria, where you just like, for the sake of, because I understand you don't want to get like that specific, you don't want to get drummed down in the numbers. If you just want to like, for now, have a scale of thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. <laughs> do you want to do that? It's a thumbs up. How about that? Cool. There you go. I like it. Um, all right, let's get into news chat where we have shit all. Uh, so <laughs> Sonata, I don't know his first name. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I forgot his first name. This actor Hiro, that was we it, like. Was it, was it Hiroyuki? Hiro, Hiro, Hiro oh, yeah, Hiroyuki. That sounds all right. Uh, Hiro, or is there another syllable in there? Oh, no. Hiroyuki. Yeah, no, Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki? Yeah. Hiroyuki Sonata um, has joined John Wick 4. Now, do we want to expand upon this a bit more than the Donna Yen one, or are we <laughs> where we brought that up? So, I mean, I know it... quite a bit more than, about this actor than I do Donna Yen. Um, sure, so I, I do am, too. I am excited about this. Um, I am pleased about this casting role. Yeah. Your favorite role of his was, of course, in the Last Samurai. Last Samurai. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the best character in that film. So, yeah, was he? That's, I, mean, I didn't I like it. Was. Yeah, I liked um, I like Ken Watanabe the most, but I, I, yeah, I can't really. Do, yeah, it's a good choice too. Do you want us to do another mini last samurai review? Um, but <laughs> the the point the point I brought up was the fact. Okay, we got Donnie Yen in here. Great, we got this bloke in here. Great. We had Jane. You mentioned there was another comedian or something. No, some pop star. Um, oh right, same of, shit. Of, of Asian heritage is in the movie too. Yes. Interesting. So the point I brought up is that John Wick. All right, I'm going to now spoil the plot of the movie for you all, all right, because these plots aren't that complicated, right? At the end of John Wick Chapter 3, they are preparing for war against the high table. I'm telling you right now, John Wick is going to traverse to probably Japan or Hong Kong, right? Because, sure, yeah. it could be anywhere in Asia, but, like, you've got to pick somewhere cool. So it's going to be Japan <laughs> or Hong Kong, Tokyo, Hong Kong, right? Could be, uh, could be South Korea. Could easily go to Seoul. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, one of those three places. He's going to go there and he's going to spend the movie recruiting an army that he is then in Chapter 5, which is being shot at the same time, going to culminate. That's exactly what's going to happen. Mark it on the calendars, all right? But hey, no, regardless of that, that sounds uh, that sounds cool. I'm dead. John Wick and friggin'. I like how easy it is for you to predict, but like it's it like it like it seems so simple, but when it comes out, it's still gonna be so good, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's so true. Um, yeah, he's like, I can't say I'm on the edge of my seat for the uh, the plots. Although the end of John Wick Chapter Three actually did surprise me. So yeah, that's dope. Uh, Peter Jackson is leading a Beatles TV series uh, that is a sort of documentary. Uh, with restored, new restored footage of the Beatles. Um, does this do anything for you? Because you guys like the Beatles, right? Do you? Yeah. Okay. I can't say I'd watch a six-hour documentary. But... <laughs> you don't like them Dude, that much. Sorry, speaking of a six-hour... I found out this week there's a three-hour and 25-minute Martin Scorsese documentary about George Harrison alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the... Living in another... Who is, who's watching three and a half hours of George Harrison? I don't understand how people can be like, oh, Scorsese's a genius. Look at him. He's, he, he needs this run. Who? No. Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. Three and which a half hours. Is, which one is George Harrison? No one's favourite. He's the guitar... He's, he's the... He was into... He was the spiritual. The spiritual one. Yeah. Is he alive? Yeah. No. Wait. Because um... two have passed, right? Am I yeah, right? no, sorry. George, George is dead. No, no, John and George oh. are dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were, yeah, Ringo and Ringo and Paul, Paul are kicking. Yeah. Okay. Okay, right, right. Wait, is Paul McCartney... Oh, dude, I don't know anything about the Beatles. Is Paul McCartney the lead? Is he the lead singer? Yeah. Do I have a lead singer? Well, oh, I, okay. think, I think he was like the main vocalist. I, 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 think you, okay. I think you could give him that title. And he was the one in Yesterday? No. No, that was John. That, but that was a fake John. Yeah, yeah, that was not. Oh, right. Okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like the whole thing of like in that reality he was alive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, spoilers, right. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I sorry. That. That yeah. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. Um, okay. Cool, cool, cool. What, um, oh, yeah, does it, so this doesn't do anything for you, Jan. And, oh, it doesn't do anything for either of you, does it? Oh, no, well, fits, sorry. I got you mixed up with the, the smart Scorsese thing. But what about, does it do oh, anything for yeah. you? I don't know. Um, I don't think it has to be that long, but maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Do we know where it's going? To uh, I think Disney Plus. Oh, okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's oh, what I read. If it's, oh, okay, if it's like a Hulu thing, that makes sense. Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, how are you meant to say that in an Australian accent? Because everyone says Hulu, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. So I'm like. <laughs> How are you meant to say it? Like for us, do you have those sometimes where there's words that only you only ever hear Americans say, and like I don't know how I'm supposed to say it because I'm clearly not meant to say it like that, you know? Who Hulu? I guess I that's know. how I'm meant to say it. Yeah, just just just, just, have just, no idea. just don't, just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's on Disney wow. Plus in November. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, this year. Uh, now it's time for our highlights of the week. Fitzy, what have you been watching? Oh, sorry. The Killing by Stanley Kubrick. Um, it's his 
neo-noir non-linear heist movie it's actually the uh it was the main inspiration for um reservoir dogs which is pretty cool um it's uh it's really great it's just it's um it's this sharp quick uh heist movie bunch of guys want to rob a um a race a race like a horse racing track um and the non-linear part is just kind of like goes over each person's uh part in the robbery just like the logistics and the fucking last 20 the ending is so hilarious like the last i've never seen a movie done i've never seen a movie do i've never seen a third act like this it's it's fucking it's something it's something um i don't even want to say what it's like because it's like there's a moment in the film there's a development in the film where it's like wtf like i don't know it's 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 great and um the whole thing is like in the end it's like a big joke basically which is really i don't know yeah but anyway i love it's like it's kind of his it's seen as his first um his first you know his first great film but i don't know i've never really i don't think i've even really heard of this film being hyped up that much before kind of discovering it this week so i don't know this is like one of his best one of like up there one of his better things so yeah it's 85 minutes long as well so it's like i don't know oh you're speaking my language it's very it's also 1950s by the way zach just so i'll forget about it (laughs) Mm, yeah but yeah it's really great that sounds really interesting that's it i'm curious i'm really curious what about you jad shittle um I, I watched a few episodes of Demon Hunter and I watched a few episodes of Parks and Rec. I mean, neither are really worth discussing too much. Um, both good. I'll, uh, I'll say that. So, yeah. I'm in a similar boat. I mean, I can talk about Loki, you know. We've, we're two episodes in there, um, which is a third of the whole thing. And I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm not, I don't know, I'm not, I'm enjoying it. And I'm very much, I, I do look forward to it on Wednesdays, but I'm not like, I'm not over the moon about it, you know. I think there's some, not to, not to nitpick, nitpick, but I think some of the scenes are sort of shot weird and like I, I, the the show has this, and maybe, I know some people sort of feel this about The Mandalorian, like some of the scenes just feel a bit awkward sometimes. Like there's sort of a, in the exchanges and the dialogue, like some, some of the dialogue exchanges are really long and they have funny moments and stuff, but sometimes they just feel too long and they sort of just, has this awkward air to it sometimes. There's no other way to explain it. And maybe that's just a me thing. I don't know. But anyway, regardless of that, though, visually really, really interesting. And and it's got this – I didn't really expect it to be this noir thing, this, like, detective thing that obviously plays with time and shit. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So we'll see, what, we'll see what happens. And Tom Hiddleston's great, obviously. So. All right. Well, this is this is a bloody short uh, after review section of the show. Here. <laughs> uh, as always, now we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week we asked you, "What is your favourite short film?" Luke said, "My favourite short film is Bow, and you can all suck it. It's great and charming." I, th- I think that's why I got shadow banned because he told us to suck it. That's a great point. I think that might be it. Oh, actually, okay. But then I don't know, still it doesn't really explain why sorting by newest first in the YouTube comments allows you to see it. 
Yeah. You know? know? Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, yeah, because Luke's comment was hidden for some reason. I had to, like, dig to find it. So, anyway, I don't, yeah, I guess saying suck it, YouTube, take Google takes great offense to suck it. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, he says, bow, bring on the haters, he says. Fitzy, you're a bit of a bow hater, aren't you? I don't hate it. I just... Oh, I do hate it. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure you gave like a one star on Letterboxd and like wrote a rant about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't hate if you like it. I'll say that. You're allowed to like it. That's okay. great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. It is disturbing. Yeah, I think it's that just, can't really dis- be disturbing. It yeah, can't be argued. It's disturbing. Yeah. It, yeah. Pixar, very disturbing shit you've made there for sure. Reflected Bot wrote in. And said, nice podcast. I didn't know you, you did new release films as well. We do. We do any film, if you didn't know. We do uh, whatever film we want. So if we have the ability to watch it, it's it's up for grabs. It's a, it's available to us. We will consider it. A Quiet Place Part 2 was very good, but it should have been a bit longer, in my opinion. I mean, I understand that. We, talk, we talked about that. You felt that way, Fitzy. I, I was sort of more on the side that, you know, less is more. But I understand that. My favourite short film is The Waiters, 1993. It's simple but clever. Uh, the 16mm cinematography is neat AF. Recommended highly, guys. Do I sound like a cool kid saying AF? You know, I don't think I've ever said AF in my life prior to this moment. Mm. Is, that, is that an Australian thing, AF? Or is that just no, I think I think it's very Yankee. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I, it feels very Yankee. Yeah, it does. It feels very, very Californian. Um, all right. Thank you very much for writing in, Reflectabot. We appreciate it. And uh, wait, are you, so wait, have you guys seen the waiters? No. It looks interesting though. I'll um, add, add, add a quick search. Seems sure. Okay. I feel like I was quite dismissive of, of uh, short films, semi jokingly last week, but there's some. I feel like there's some digging to do here for me. Andy says. I would say Denis Villeneuve's Next Floor is one of my favourite short films. It's just about a bunch of well-dressed but hungry people having a banquet. There's so much crescendo going on every time they try to eat. This is a special short film for me because it has astounding production design, costumes and food. The overall tone and ambience for this short is eerie and absurd. And to top it all off, the sound mixing of all the cutlery, food and people mumbling and munching uh, goes all the way with the elegant cinematography. The staging and movement of the characters is absolutely masterclass. I don't know if I like the idea of like listening in detail to people munching. It's kind of meant to be that little bit off-putting. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, then, then I will like it. Uh, this was the short film that actually made me respect the craft of sound design and made me become more conscious about that for my own short films. Superb filmmaking with a thin plot here. Thank you, Andy. I mean, anything Danny does, does any Danny <laughs> Dude, this episode hasn't even been that long. I don't know why I'm breaking. Um, yeah, anything he does is great, so I'm sure I'm sure it is great. What are our favourite short films, Jaden? It's, it's, it's an exceptionally hard question. I really love short films. I think they're great. Really, really brilliant. I, I, I want to mention so much. Like, I, I love... You, you know, I've, I've really talked about it on the show article, um, which I watched last year from Jack mm. Stable. We talked about Axiom last week and Interstellar 555 by Daft Punk. But, like, the two 
I think like the two best short films that like actually in, in, in the craft of short film is Wes Anderson's Costello Cavalcanti, which is just a seven minute Prada ad, but the the, the feelings it conjures up is so is so brilliant. It's so it's so homely and family like. It's like it's like the best ad you could have ever asked for from like, you know, from from this from from this Italian, you know, fashion brand or whatever it is, you know, it's I, I think what Wes Anderson did for them in that ad is is superb. And the other one is this short film by Aaron Dunleavy, which is quite the opposite direction of like in terms of mood, called The Truance. And um it's like one of the most devastating pieces I've ever watched. It's like I, 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 I still get goosebumps just talking like it's it's exceptional. It's about it's a it, it, you know, it's it's a bit it's about the dangers of not the dangers, but it's it's about the harm that can come with kids, you know, growing up in industrial environments and like you know the dulling of their senses and like that stuff like and and like it just it just tracks these two kids throughout a day of them skipping school and it's 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 just really 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 i i i, I can't sing praises for that film enough and I, I i love this guy's shorts um aaron dunleavy but like he, he i wish he put out more you know it's um i'd really implore everyone to go watch the truants what intruance is that what you got the, the truants the truants yeah Okay. Truancy is like a is a word for like skipping school or like being like oh okay I've never heard that word in my life okay I'm gonna I'll add that in a second uh, but I learned from last week I'm not gonna try and add it as I as I <laughs> do the show uh, Fitzy what is yours This is the only short film that I've actually bought um, uh, World of Tomorrow which is from Don Hertzfeld he's this animator uh, also. Um, really love um his um other short that's on YouTube um like it's such a beautiful day or oh. th- there's like three short films that combine to make this one animated film um oh everything will be okay is the name of the first one um but yeah World of Tomorrow is just this um it's a animated um. It's this really unique animated style um, where the voiceover is just um, different things that I think just are from like his daughter that his daughter says and he's like put it into like, this weird um, narrative film about like cloning and like, um, I don't know. It's just this crazy kind of story about, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not really, a, it's, it's not a plot thing. It's just, I can't even describe it. It's like, um, I don't know, it's it's space and like time travel and, you know, generations and all these weird cloning things that are happening. And there are another two parts to it as well, which I haven't seen yet. So, yeah, I don't know. Don Hurtsfield is just this really, he's just a really unique uh, animation guy. Um, some of his other shots are on YouTube as well, Rejected. And those other ones I've mentioned. So, yeah, he's all about uh, like um, I don't know, like mental health and like like uh, um, you know, psychology and yeah, he's just a really unique guy. I recommend some just checking out some of his stuff. So yeah, you said you said you bought it. Yeah, I bought it on Vimeo. Are you the first person ever buy something on Vimeo? <laughs> Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one, his one supporter, dude. I've got 
you know, you know, you boys can have some casual ass answers, right? But I've got, <sighs> you know, you know, lava, right? The, um, big is, it, is that the one with, with the singing volcanoes? No, 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 it can't no? be. But no, 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 no. It's um, Inside Out, I think, actually. Oh, okay. Um, about these singing volcanoes. Yeah. It, it is like, it genuinely sticks out in my mind. I only saw it the one time in the theatre, and it's one of those weird things where I can like, remember it very well, um, mainly because I thought, I think maybe because I have this, as you know, like bias against anything like musical related in, in film. I'm just like, it's not really for me. So when it started, I sort of thought it was like, oh, God, here we go. And I sort of thought it was, but it turned into like laughing at it because I'm like, I don't like this, to like laughing with it and then like, oh, shit, like in the course of four minutes, it's like quite heartfelt. So, so shout out to Lava if you want to go and check that out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Pixar, I, I enjoy all those ones. I, I like that they make these shorts and that you can go, you know, in the theatre and watch something cool before the movie. I really appreciate it. I don't know. To be honest, I don't really know why they do it. I, I don't think it benefits them business-wise in any capacity. I think they just do it because they want to. So that's awesome. Um, and they always look amazing. You can always tell their best resources go into them. So, Is it just yeah, an avenue for, like, younger creators? Not younger, but, like, more, you know, people without that, you know, without... Without, what, direct, like, directorial control over a feature? Yeah. I'd imagine. That's awesome. That's great. And like, Yeah, because it, it gives them the chance, if that does well enough or whatever, to, to get... If they're there. impressed. Absolutely. So, yeah, shout out to that. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up, we've got a specific question of the show we're going to be asking you next week, and that is we're going to be asking you, what have you been watching? It's just the highlights of the week segment that we do, but for you. So write in, tell us about a show, a movie that you've watched any time recently and what you thought about it, and we'd love to read those out next week. But that's all t- for today's episode of Cinema Effect. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Liam, what are we tuning into and reviewing next week? Um, we're starting our Planet of the Apes modern trilogy. Doing that start of, uh, end of every month. Uh, first one is Rise of the Planet, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, oh, I don't know what that's on. Hold on. It's on What's Disney Plus. Just Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. And DVD. You've had like ten years to pick it up. Oh, so. it's on. <laughs> Disney Plus and Foxtel. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Awesome. I'm excited. I've I have seen this movie before. I saw, I've watched it on an airplane in approximately 2012. Um, so I remember nothing about it other than James Franco's there. So it's all you need. Cool. I mean, I'm I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to check it out. I must say, I have always thought that the titles of these movies were sort of in the wrong order. Like, why is it Rise and then Dawn? Doesn't it Dawn and then Rise? You know what I mean. No, no, no. It makes sense. You Does it? Yeah, when you watch it, you'll, it'll make sense. Wait. Oh, okay. It works better with actually understanding the movie. Yeah. I feel like language-wise, though, you know what I mean. No, but like... language-wise, it works as well. They're like right, they're rising. But hang on. Yeah. So, but if you're I, I, thinking I think, about think... a sunset, yeah. it dawns and then it rises. Like you no, don't. The it doesn't rise. The sunrise does dawn. You said sunset. Oh yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. The sunrise. sunrise. Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah, no, you're right, yeah, right. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, 
Thanks, guys, very much for joining me. Appreciate talking to you every week. Have a great rest of your week, listener, and goodbye.